That's a terrible call. That is a terrible call. shortly but before i do i have something i feel that's important to share with you celtics blog has teamed up with the boston foundation in a bid to raise funds for those affected by covid19 that could be hospitals or medical workers that need protective equipment or need more beds and ventilators to help save people's lives or it could be people that have lost their job and cannot afford to get tested or purchase any protective equipment for when they go out grocery shopping. If you have the means to, please head over to Celticsblog.com and then follow the link to the Boston Foundation where you can make a donation. If that isn't something that you have the means to do, that's fine. You can make play your part by sharing that across your social media channels and hopefully it'll find its way over to somebody that is able to make that donation. It's a time we all stick together, so definitely do that. Now, moving forward, the rest of this podcast will be an interview between myself and Gordon Hayward. So as you can imagine, I was super excited to be doing this. A little bit nervous, I'm not going to lie. Which means that some of the questions I ask may kind of be out of the flow of normal conversation. I kind of flitted between trains of thoughts at moments in time. Gordon was nice enough to just answer them as and when the questions came, so that's great of him. But I just wanted to make you aware that there will be times where I ask a question that kind of doesn't make sense leading on from the previous question. So that's on me. I do apologize. But it's definitely a great interview. Definitely great content. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Gordon. Thank you for taking the time to answer these questions. The first question is nice and simple. What are you doing to stay fit during the lockout? Hey, Adam. For the first question, I would say that I have been doing at-home workouts, kind of in our little home gym that we have. I have dumbbells up to about 40 pounds, and then the team brought over a kettlebell um, that I've been able to do some lifts with along with a weighted vest, so a lot of body weight exercises, um, but just really been doing that for weights, and then when it's been nice out, I've been able to run outside, do some ball handling outside. It hasn't been nice too much, though, so um, the conditioning I've done, a lot of it, I ordered, my, I got my wife a, a Peloton last Christmas, and um, I didn't have any shoes to wear on it, and so this was the perfect time for me to actually order myself some shoes. So I got some cycling shoes, and I've been doing the Peloton for my cardio workouts. And having played for Brad Stevens during your days at Butler, has his coaching methods changed at all? If so, what's the biggest change that you've seen? <clears throat> it's hard to say if Brad's coaching style has changed too much just because it's been 10 years since I um, – at now it's been 10 years since I was with him in college, and – it's a completely different game. Um, I would say the one thing that hasn't changed is just how he prepares. I mean, he's, he's still just is um, pretty, um, what's the right word? Um, I mean, he's just pretty dedicated in his approach to being prepared. And uh, he was like that way in college. And I can still see he's like that way today. And so um, that's one, one area of, this, of his style of coaching that I think hasn't changed at all. Some of the Celtics roster have reputations for being practical jokesters and pranksters. Have you ever played a prank on one of your teammates or have they played one on you? If so, which one's been the funniest? As far as pranksters on the team, um, I've never been pranked. Um, I, 
No, I didn't. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with the Celtics. Um, I would say Smart's a pretty big prankster. Um, um, but I don't, I don't know if there's been any huge pranks this year. At least not that I'm aware of. I think Smart did one uh, to Romeo at Chipotle. So I think we all saw that one. That was pretty funny. Um, Man, I'd love to have been there to see that Romeo thing in person. That was hella funny to watch online. One thing that has been on my mind is how you've bounced back. You're having one of the most productive seasons of your entire career. Coming off the back of the injuries that you've had and the way that you've started started this year strong and then had that setback again and then come back again to be posting close to a 50-40-90, what have you done over the summer differently to what you usually do to be able to reach this level of play? I would say this off-season that I had was just I was able to train and do everything that I wanted to do without any restrictions um, because the last one I was I was hurt and so I could only do things for 10 minutes at a time and then 15 minutes at a time and then 20 minutes at a time and everything was really structured, really rigid and um, really planned out and it didn't allow me to really get after it the way that I wanted to and um, I wasn't able to do five on five or anything until I got back to Boston in late September and so you know, that, that definitely hurt, hurt me and, um, didn't, um, it it just made the process a little bit longer as far as kind of getting back to where I wanted to be. And so this past off season, being able to train exactly the way that that I wanted to train, um, I I stayed in Boston and, um, kind of just did my thing here with, with the staff and, um, with everybody that we had in, in Boston. So that was really good. And I think that was really helpful. But that extra work's definitely paying off. As I said before, you're averaging close to a 50-40-90. One of the most efficient players on the team. Playing at almost, well, above, in my opinion, an all-star level and definitely one of the most efficient players in the league this season. Looking at your style of play, you act kind of like a metronome for the team. You keep everything ticking over and get guys involved. Is that something you envisioned when you signed with the Celtics or has your role evolved into that over time? Um, as far as the, my style of play and kind of how it helps everyone, I think that's just um, something that I've always prided myself on was trying to be a complete player and all around player and somebody that can do lots of different things to try to help the team win. And um, certainly I think we need somebody on this team like that um, because we have so many dynamic scores and talented players and, and people that can handle the ball. And so, you know, different nights, it's not always going to be, it's not always going to be me or somebody else and depending on the matchup and depending on who's got it going and um, kind of what's been going on in the game, I think kind of determines some of the responsibilities that you're going to have out there on the court. And so I just try to make sure that I'm um, doing my best to not only uh, find ways that I can impact the game, but find ways that I can help others impact the game too. That bleeds nicely into the next topic that I wanted to touch on. And that's, you're one of the older guys on the team. Now you're definitely classed as a veteran player among the league. What's that like for you? Has that been an adjustment, being one of the the leaders of a team, one of the older, cooler heads that people turn to when games aren't going right for them, especially the rookies? Is there any of the rookies that you've taken under your wing? It's definitely something that really interests me because to you, it probably seems like you were a rookie a few days ago and now you're one of the elder statesmen on a contending team. 
As far as the age gap goes, it's definitely weird being one of the older ones on the team now. Um, it seems like it was just yesterday I was the rookie on the team and everyone else had families and now it's the complete opposite. We have a lot of younger guys and I'm one of the few, few guys on the team that has family and has kids and, um, so it's, it's, uh, been interesting with, with the age gap. There's, there's, I think a good mix though of, of guys that are, we still have guys that are probably four or five guys that are around my age and then, um, some younger guys too. So I think it's a good mix of, of guys as, as far as the rookies go. Um, Romeo has been someone that I've, I've bonded with this year. And, um, I don't know if, if you would say taken under my wing, but certainly tried to teach him a couple things and help him out. And somebody that I think is, is really talented and, can have a, a long time in the NBA if he continues to work and uh, continues to get better as a player. And so um, it's been good, you know, seeing his growth from the beginning of the season to where he is now and hopefully, you know, moving forward as well. So you touched on it there a little bit, Gordon. You do have quite a young family, three young girls and a baby on the way. What? How do you deal with being on the road for so long at a time? Sometimes it can be, what, a week, maybe two weeks away from the family? Do you do video calls? Do you email? How do you keep in touch and deal with the homesickness while you're on the road? Um, as far as being on the road with a young family, it is definitely difficult. And my girls are starting to get to the age where they can understand that I'm leaving and um, they get sad. And so that's that's definitely hard to, to leave the, the family and leave the girls when, you know, they don't they don't necessarily want me to go. And um, they they. Um, can't see why we can't just have a game in Boston every single night. That's what they would want is just to be able to go to the garden and, you know, play with, with some of the other guys, kids and get a chance to watch me play there. So it's definitely hard being on the road. And, um, you know, I think that's probably the, one of the toughest things about being in, in the NBA with the family is, is that travel aspect. And just to round out this interview, I'll ask you a few speed questions. I'll ask them all at once just to keep the flow and then give you time to respond at the end. So who's the fastest on the team who's winning those bleep tests? Or is there a bit of an argument going on? One of you, do a couple of you feel like you're the fastest? And then I feel like you guys have a lot of personality in that locker room this year. So who would you say is the funniest I'm assuming you're going to lean towards Cantor, maybe Smart, maybe Grant. It's an interesting one. I'd like to know the answers to that. And then finally, who's the most talkative? Is there anybody there that's asking stupid questions all the time, keeping the locker room feeling jovial? The fastest on the team, that's actually up for debate still. We did a test at the beginning of the year, and myself, uh, Javante, and Rob Williams were all um, the top of the leaderboards for the speed test. And, uh, and Romeo as well. Um, and so that one's up for debate. Um, the funniest, I'll say the funniest, probably Ennis, just because he is just a, a character and a comical guy overall. He's, he's definitely a funny guy. And then the one who asks the most questions by far is Grant Williams. That, that dude never ever stops talking. The most talkative rookie I've ever been around. So that about wraps up the interview, guys. As I say, it was pre-recorded. A big shout-out to Gordon Hayward and Robin Hayward for helping me make this happen. Hopefully, it's brought you guys a little bit of insight into what Gordon's life's like as an NBA player. 
And hopefully that's a little bit of content from an NBA player from the team that we love during this lockdown where content's at a premium due to just the lack of sports. I hope you guys are all staying safe. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, Celticsblog.com has teamed up with the Boston Foundation for a fundraiser to help anybody affected by COVID-19. Again, if you do have the means to support that fundraiser, please do. You can find the link over at Celticsblog.com on the article. If you're not able to, and not everybody does have the means, and that's fine. Everybody's going through a difficult moment in time. So if you're not able to donate, please share the article, share the link. And hopefully the more eyes this can reach, the more people that can read it and see what the fundraiser is trying to achieve the more people will be able to help each other in this time. And that's it, guys. So we'll be back later in the week. Well, we'll be back on Monday now because today's Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, my God, I'm losing days being locked up. I'll have another episode for you tomorrow and probably another one Sunday. Until then, try and stay safe. Only go out for your essentials. Keep washing those hands. Practice social distancing. And I'm available on Twitter if anybody just wants to chew the fat about anything NBA-related. This has been your Celtics blog episode interviewing Gordon Hayward, an absolute highlight of my podcasting career so far. I couldn't tell you how excited I am to have actually got this over the line. Again, huge shout out to Gordon and to Robin. And we'll catch you all again later in the week. Have a good one, guys. 